three, two, one. Howdy ho, runners, and welcome back to the Anyone Can Run podcast. The podcast for those new members of the running community who want to knock out their first race, whether it's a 5K, full marathon, or anything in between. I am your host, True Bros, a.k.a. Gabe, a.k.a. The Gamer, who is currently doing a fundraiser for St. Jude you should absolutely donate to if you have some cash, and I am an NCCA certified personal trainer who specializes in helping clients reach their health and fitness goals while regularly live streaming for the young gamers of the world on Twitch to try and get them on that healthy lifestyle train early. This is the podcast where we cover the marathon mindset, the running routines, and everything else you need to know to help you absolutely dominate your first race. One of my primary goals here with Anyone Can Run has been to craft a corner of the internet which is primarily focused on providing information and anecdotal evidence which can then be leveraged by you, Psychomaniac New Runners. I listen to a ton of podcasts, primarily centered around comedy and wrestling, and I enjoy them because I am familiar with the hosts and enjoy the chemistry they all have, as well as their storytelling ability. Shout out to Theo Vaughn. I I really enjoy that sort of the fly on the wall sensation, where you get to listen to a real interesting and entertaining conversation between some cool people at a bar or something like that. At least, that's how always how I've thought about it when I'm watching that King and the Sting podcast or 83 Weeks or what have you. While I certainly enjoy consuming that type of content, I don't really have any interest in creating that type of content with our conversations here for a litany of reasons. And that's why I always try to keep our discussions here centered around a specific topic. As we've had some time off... I've been thinking about potential topics of discussion which may prove beneficial to you new members of the running community who want to complete their first race, and if you recall way back at the tail end of 2019, we were talking about fitness challenges and how to approach them. I personally endeavored to walk on average 10,000 steps a day to help myself stay on the straight and narrow on the road to Gainesville. I believe we mentioned the brand Gymshark and how they were running a challenge to kick off 2020 called Gymshark 66, which lasted for 66 days and each week had a different goal, such as meal prepping, completing low-intensity steady-state cardio, or LIS as it's also known, or creating a healthy sleep routine. I know I've also discussed rock and roll run, what are they called? Run rock and roll? Rock and roll marathons. At length during our previous discussions, and they recently launched an awesome virtual running club. I figured, hey, I'm already trying to knock out 10,000 steps a day, so why not add a little splash of excitement into the mix and talk on yet another fitness challenge where their goals are changing weekly, and, you know, join a club where there are races weekly. As I think about why I'm taking on a fitness challenge or whatever you want to call this opportunity to minimize some bad habits and build upon better ones, it got me thinking. What are the mental barriers which come with committing to a short-term challenge? Additionally, as we are living in a world that's all about social distancing, how can we engage 
that communal aspect of running and get that race day sensation when every race has been canceled. Our conversations here always emphasize the mental approach to, well, everything. And undertaking any new challenge where you aren't doing things gradually, you're jumping both feet straight into the deep end, well, that's that's pretty dang interesting. Today, we're going to cover the mental approach to different fitness challenges and virtual running clubs. And I'll also provide my experience with a couple different challenges in the hopes of serving as an example for all you psychomaniacs. So when the time comes for you to take on a fitness challenge of your own, you'll know what to expect. I'll be the first to admit, for the longest time, we're talking years, I viewed the entire concept of fitness challenges with a healthy dose of skepticism. I'm not sure if it's because I always viewed these challenges as temporary because, you know, they are by nature. So maybe I was associating with them as like not being permanent changes. But for whatever reason, I was always just like, nah, 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 whenever someone would bring a fitness challenge up to me. And, you know, if they wanted me to participate in a specific one, I'd always just be like, no, thank you. So I never had any sort of interest in a fitness challenge, but Just to illustrate how warped the thinking can be in your own mental mind from time to time, if you don't take a step back and look at things holistically, when it came to my clients, whenever they'd mentioned that they were toying around with the idea of partaking in a fitness challenge, and they'd come and bring the specifics to me, I was pretty much always all for it. I'd encourage them to use this as a jumping off point to make healthy lifestyle changes, to try something new, to meet new people. You know, there's a litany of benefits that go with participating in a fitness challenge, whether it's online with a group of people or whatever. And I'd always emphasize the truncated and the finite timeline of the challenge to essentially say, you know, look, you only have to go full throttle for X number of weeks. And after that, you'll learn what works for you and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And if we're being honest, I've met a ton of clients specifically because they were undertaking a fitness challenge and needed some professional guidance. I point out my personal mental dichotomy as it relates to fitness challenges to illustrate it's all about how you consciously approach or view things. I chose to view fitness challenges with disdain when it came to my own personal journey on the road to Gainesville for no good reason. And, you know, looking back, I assume I was just doing it out of arrogance. The whole, really, even before I was a certified personal trainer, I don't have to do that noob stuff. Really, that entire time, I was just kind of scoffing at it. But that sort of mentality doesn't help anyone at all. Didn't help me, didn't help any of my friends or any of the clients that I began working with once I obtained my certification. Plus, it's not like I ever consciously thought, oh, I'm a certified trainer, I don't have to do that, right? But as I look back, that mindset is the only logical justification I can concoct. The point is, you want to be conscious of how you view things, and the decision to avoid negativity starts from within. It's why whenever I'm putting on a show on Twitch and a young gamer strolls in and they say something negative like, oh, I don't like this game or oh, I don't want to play this. I always direct the conversation to a positive place instead of just blindly putting down someone or something for no reason. Because no, 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 there's no negativity in our immediate vicinity. And that goes for when I'm 
streaming on Twitch, when I'm working out, when I'm working with a client, we just want to consciously avoid negativity. I know that was a bit of a sidebar, but fitness challenges can be tremendously beneficial and rewarding as long as you're approaching them with an open and positive mindset. The reason we always emphasize taking things one step at a time and not going full pedal to the metal is because not everyone responds favorably to jumping into the deep end. If in a single day, we're talking one 24-hour period, you begin a new complicated exercise regimen, completely alter the time of day you wake up and your eating habits and change up your daily routine, I mean, that's a lot to modify in a single day. And don't get me wrong. While some people can certainly adapt and perhaps even thrive while going ham, I reckon some of us perform better while taking things one step at a time. I know this is going to seem random, but you got to hear me out on this. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's an awesome show on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it, go check out like two or three episodes. You'll know within the first, you know, two or three episodes if you like it or not. And without delving into the context and with a healthy amount of paraphrasing, at some point, the main character says she likes to take difficult tasks 10 seconds at a time because anyone can handle anything for 10 seconds. So taking that bit of Hollywood logic in a vacuum, and again, completely ignoring the context of the show, it seems fairly reasonable to handle something for 10 seconds. The anecdotal benefits I've observed of my clients taking on fitness challenges is they leverage a similar mindset. Oh, I can take on this challenge for a month or for two weeks or for whatever, for 66 days. I can handle that. Having a specified, a very specific time frame can do wonders for your frame of mind, especially if you're incorporating tons of brand new things into your routine, such as exercise and cooking or whatever. Being able to think, well, I'm just trying this out for two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, can help alleviate some of the mental barriers we're liable to concoct for ourselves once the veneer of something being new and exciting dissipates. While I'd always viewed fitness challenges sort of negatively, precisely because those time frames are so limited, I always wanted to encourage individuals to be kickstarting habits which can lead us towards living a healthy and fit lifestyle. And if the challenge, if rather, let's rephrase this. If the lens of a fitness challenge makes things more palatable, then ain't nothing wrong with that, right? You come to me as a personal trainer and I say, okay, this is what we're going to do. But maybe that seems too adversarial. Maybe it seems like too much at once. If you're viewing it through that specific lens, hey, you know, If it works for you, then it works and ain't nothing wrong with it. So let's say you've thought about it, right? You've seen it on Instagram. You've listened to me. You've seen other people. You've talked to your bros and you want to jump in. You want to select a fitness challenge and you're asking me, true bros, which one do I do? Bro, that's all you. Whether you want to do something like a couch to 5k program or stick to a specific workout regimen you found from a fitness publication or a certified trainer and you know, not just some wahoo fitness influencer you found on Instagram, find something that looks interesting and fun to you and then get to work. There's no point in diving into the various types of challenges, at least that I think, 
because I've seen some related to changing up your diet to try only new foods or doing specific types of workouts or adhering to a specific weight training or exercise plan. There's just so much out there that you should just try and find something that pikes your interest or piques your interest. I always forget how to say that word. How do you say P-I-Q-U? Peaks? I don't know, whatever. Sparks your interest, right? And preferably, you want something that's a challenge that you can do with your friends so you're not necessarily going at it alone. So I'm never going to tell you what type of fitness challenge you should do. But the one suggestion I will throw out there for all you psychomaniacs is when you commit to participating in a specific fitness challenge, make sure you're going all in. That means if the challenge consists of running every day, sticking to a specific training plan, doing push-ups every day first thing in the morning, whatever it is, when you commit, you want to take a holistic view of your daily habits. While the challenge may be concerned with just physical activity or just the fuel you're putting into your body, use this as an opportunity to change a little bit of everything. Knock out the workouts as scheduled, of course, But when thinking about how you're going to approach this challenge by incorporating physical activity into your daily routine, take inventory of what you do practically every single day. And I mean everything, not just the workouts. I mean, are you going to bed early enough? How much water are you consuming per day? How frequently do you eat and drink throughout the day? Perhaps more importantly, what are you eating and drinking every day? There is always room for improvement. So identify the opportunities where you know you can and should make a change. It's fantastic if you're going from essentially off the couch into the gym three or five times a week. However, if you're consuming heavy, fatty, greasy, sugar-laden foods and drinks constantly, you aren't going to really feel the full scope of the physical benefits of said challenge. Notice the operative word in that statement. Feel. The benefit of going full throttle and completely changing your diet to primarily consist of whole and unprocessed foods and pounding water instead of drinks chock full of sugar and getting workouts in is within a relatively short period of time. We're talking within a week or two. You are going to feel significantly different. Not just different, better. Obviously, some individuals have medical reasons or personal obligations for restricting their diet, and we're not doctors here, so we're not even going to consider any of that. I'm just talking about if you're accustomed to eating out or having fast food two or three times a week, even if the options are quote-unquote clean, which is a word that I always find amusing when preceding the word uh, eating, like, you know, clean eating, odds are that those options that you're picking up, even if they're healthy, right? If you're eating out, odds are they're still dripping with sodium. And I know salt doesn't drip, but, you know, it sounds better than saying packed, I think. It's a nicer visual. I know we've touched on a plethora of subjects here, but these are just some of the mental and physical things to be cognizant of when undertaking a fitness challenge. But the main thing you've absolutely got to do with a fitness challenge, is have some dang fun with it. Way back at the start of this episode, I mentioned a couple fitness challenges I decided to take on at the start of the year, namely to complete on average 10,000 steps a day as suggested by Goruck 
and the Gymshark 66 challenge put on by, guess who, Gymshark. I'm happy to report the on average 10k steps a day thing is going pretty dang well. No doubt aided by the fact I no longer spend a couple hours sitting in traffic each day. If you think about it, this sort of simple New Year's resolution-esque challenge may be just the sort of thing you need to hop to and get to work. It's straightforward, easy to track, and if you're the kind of person who just needs one hard and fast rule to stick to, it might be just the sort of thing you need to get in gear. However, I know I'm all about variety, it being the spice of life and all that. As such, I know if that was the only thing I was focusing on, if, I, if my one goal was 10,000 steps a day, I would have viewed it as a chore pretty dang quickly, and if I have an adversarial mental relationship with something, the odds of my personally sticking to it are not high at all. If you're driven and focused and sticking to one thing works for you, then yeah, 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 more power to you. Go get the job done. However, as I'm aware of my personality and I know how I would operate within that lone challenge vacuum, I decided to mix in some additional fitness challenges to keep me engaged both mentally and physically. The first challenge I kicked things off with, and things being, you know, the year of 2020, was the Gymshark 66 Challenge, which lasted for a whopping 66 days. Required participants to post two photos on social media a week using the hashtag, which changed weekly, and each week had a different theme. Maybe it was getting rest, getting outdoors, cardio, you know, you name it. These are the sort of challenges I see frequently on Instagram. And if you're an extroverted person and you've got a few friends participating, I see how this could be oodles of fun. For yours truly, I, it was alright, you know. I use social media to post fun things when I feel like it. So the idea of having to compose a photo to meet a specific hashtag for a challenge, while certainly unique, it isn't the sort of thing I really have any interest in doing. However, if you are a budding socialite in the digital age, really enjoy taking different photos, or don't mind posting those daily flex selfies, then more power to you. This sort of challenge, whether it's one you create on your own or you opt to participate in, can help you develop accountability, as long as you aren't seeking any sort of external validation. I know posting my highlights from Twitch on Instagram every few days helps me stay focused on streaming. Because although I enjoy it immensely, I know there are some days where I worked eight hours, I ran four miles in the morning, I have to cook, I have to run errands, and I just don't feel like busting out the green screen, putting myself right in front of that huge ring light, donning the luchador mask, and sweating for a couple hours, both physically and uh, mentally. That's what we call the uh, hardcore gaming, you know? That being said... I always have tons of fun when I go live on Twitch, and sometimes that accountability helps give me the nudge I need to stay on track and stick to the schedule I've set for myself. So I know we've briefly discussed a couple different styles of challenges. The one rule, 10,000 steps a day, and then the social media-driven Gymshark 66 challenge. And I don't want to make it seem like we're just glossing over them and sweeping them under the rug. 
both are great in their own unique way. They just didn't really click for me. That being said, I encourage you to try them out because it's all about discovering what helps you stay on the straight and narrow on your road to Gainesville. And just because something didn't work for me doesn't mean it won't be the best thing ever for you. I know we've touched on these at some point in our illustrious history, but the subject of virtual races is something I've been uh, reevaluating my opinion on as of late, due to the whole uh, lockdown, COVID-inspired social distancing thing. I participated in the first ever Run Disney Virtual 5K race way back in the summer of 2016. And maybe it's because this was the first race, and it was a virtual race, I took on after dropping the flying elbow off the top rope onto my first marathon, and it was my way of getting my quote-unquote race fix prior to taking on the 2016 Dumbo Double Dare, but I was not a fan of the entire process. It felt weird getting the medals and swag in the mail, and while I had blocked out specific days on my calendar to knock out each race, considering I had the metal in my possession already, the entire thing just left a peculiar taste in my mouth. But again, I think a big part of that was me immediately comparing a virtual race, which you complete on your own, to the big landmark or flagship Walt Disney World marathon race that I had just, you know, come from. So I think I was just mentally juxtaposing the two, and that's not really a fair comparison. Now that the dopey challenge is in my rear view, and I don't have any races I want to tackle anytime soon, even if I, you know, the whole pandemic thing wasn't going on, I have found something I'm a pretty big fan of. We've discussed the rock and roll marathons and half marathons in the past, but they recently launched a virtual running club, which is 100% free to sign up for. And that means no credit card to me, right? People will be like, oh, it's free, but you got to put your credit card on file. That's not free because you want to charge me down the road. You don't have to do a credit card for this. It's literally just your email and password. Anyways, that's just a personal pet peeve of mine, like resort fees at hotels, right? You can't say you're not going to use the pool. So you still got to pay it, but never mind, never mind. That is not optional, but is what I mean. Anyways, back to the Run Rock and Roll Virtual Running Club. They have weekly challenges, such as completing an hour-long activity or completing a run of two or three miles, and then weekend virtual races you can compete in. By the time this episode drops uh, tomorrow, the third weekend has just completed. And this weekend, or I guess the third weekend's race options, consisted of an 8K and or a 15K. So you could do a five mile or a nine mile run or do both separate runs back to back. You could do a 5K on Saturday and a 9K on Sunday or wait, 8K, whatever. You could do the five mile race on Saturday and the nine mile race on Sunday. And as a runner, as a participant in the virtual running club, you can elect to do one or both races. And after leaking your GPS running device, By the time you wrap up your activity, you receive an email confirmation that your race has been completed. I've knocked out pretty much most... I've racked out... Which ones? I knocked out the first two weekend races. And this weekend, I only did the five-mile run. I didn't do the nine-mile run today because my lower back is bugging me. Probably because, you know, when you're in the house and you're in the house board, you start reorganizing. So all Saturday night, we were kind of cleaning out my closet. I put a bunch of... uh, 
took pictures of like all the stuff I've gotten from San Diego Comic-Con over the years that we're ready to part with. And I posted it on Twitter and Instagram. And I was like, hey, does anybody want this? If you live in the U.S., I'll ship it to you. Just like donate 15 bucks to the St. Jude fundraiser or something like that. So we were cleaning out the closet Saturday. So my back's bugging me. So I only did the five mile run on Saturday and not the nine mile run on Sunday. But this was a long winded way of me saying that I've knocked out a lot of the races on the weekends and I enjoy planning my weekends around them, considering, you know, there ain't really anywhere for me to go anyway. That being said, as I look back on my previous experience with virtual races, like I said, I'm thinking because when I signed up, I got the medals and I got some swag, but there was nothing to track the actual miles logged. And it was just on the honor system. And I don't know what it, what it is, but I just wasn't a real big fan of that. The virtual races for Disney and others, they may have changed, right? The only one I did was in 2016. But I'm absolutely loving the Run Rock and Roll virtual running club that I'm participating in. I love the constant activities you can sign up for. And as someone who is obsessed with playing video games and misses that competitive atmosphere of big races... I'm such a big fan of the Run Rock and Roll Virtual Running Club due to the gamification aspects of it. Call me Shawn Michaels because I'm here to break it down for you. You log different amounts of points for different types of activities. You can complete in the, or you can compete rather, or I guess you can complete. Yeah, that makes more sense because you can complete the daily or weekly activities, right? And you can do them multiple times to have a chance at a random prize drawing. And then you can elect to participate in the weekend races and your time gets uploaded to a leaderboard so you can see how you stack up against your fellow runners. You can use the points you accrue for rewards such as coupons or discounts at various stores. And after completing a race, you have an option to purchase a finisher's bundle consisting of a medal and a few other pieces of swag. And I'm a pretty big fan of it. And if you're looking to knock out a race, or perhaps you just need a little external motivation to get out and pound the pavement, you could do a heck of a lot worse than signing up for a free service, which has rotating challenges and logs all of your activities automatically once you've synced everything up. I know it sounds like I'm getting paid by them, but I'm really not. This is just something I've actually enjoyed way more than I thought I would. Like when they announced it, I was like, okay, well, virtual running club, not like I can do anything anyway. So, you know, I'll sign up. And then the first run I did, I think I only linked, uh, cause I use a Garmin running watch and I think I linked, I linked either run keeper or Garmin, but it didn't work. And I was like, oh, great. I signed up day one and you know, you expect there to be technical difficulties, but I don't think it worked. And then every run after that was perfect. I can't remember. I think I like needed to link Garmin and not Runkeeper or something like that. But then it's worked flawlessly. So I'm just a really big fan of it. It kind of feels that, or fills rather, that void of uh, the communal aspect of running. But also, you know, you feel like you're completing some stuff. You're completing the challenges. You can see the leaderboards for the races. And uh, it's just something I enjoy quite a bit. So I wanted to kind of break it down for any of you new runners who may be sad or dejected that you did that your race got canceled so you know kind of just wanted to throw it out there and 
using myself as an example, right? I'm currently running not to train for any specific race. I just said a few minutes ago, I'm not really looking to dominate any race anytime soon. And even before, you know, everything got canceled. And I'm running mostly or really only to get faster and stronger and to live a healthy and fit lifestyle. However, when it comes to the way I develop motivation for myself, I need something concrete to look forward to. I like firm deadlines in the not too distant future because when I'm operating within that time constraint, it helps me buckle down and get to work. I know that I am the kind of person who will absolutely procrastinate if given the opportunity. And you know what they say, you give me an inch and I won't work for a mile. So in order to circumvent that aspect of my personality, I need constant deadlines. This helps me maintain mental focus, but also helps me to stay sane. I know now the fact that I said it helps me stay sane, you're like, wait, what What are you talking about? But to kind of uh, provide an example, we used to travel a few times a year. And as soon as we get back from a trip, I'd be thinking about our next one. Like when we went to Disney in January for the Dopey Challenge. Well, in April, we were going to go to San Antonio for Fiesta. And if you don't know what Fiesta is in San Antonio, it's like Mardi Gras, but it's a celebration of Texas history. It's real cool. Just go Google it. It's like a big party. And so that was going to be our next trip, right? And that's kind of how I've always operated. I'm just thinking about the next trip. You know, maybe it's a few months away. Maybe I don't even have any ideas about the next place I want to go to. But if that's the case, I just circle a date on the calendar four to six months off and I plan for a long weekend, right? I'm always kind of thinking about, man, what's the next destination or what's the next thing I'm going to do? I'm the sort of person who is always looking forward to the next thing on the horizon, whether that be the next race on the calendar, the next vacation or trip, the next game coming out, the next pair of shoes or Jordans that are going to drop, the next event in Apex Legends. So having something to look forward to is something I absolutely want and I really feel like I need. It takes a long time to develop mental focus and discipline. And I can readily admit, even though I've been running in the mornings before work, I'm still not that guy who is going to wake up at 6 a.m. every single day to knock out my workout first thing in the morning. However, I've always found it easier to pop out of bed bright and early on the weekend as opposed to waking up at the crack of dawn during the week because on the weekends, I'm brimming with excitement to like do nothing, <laughs> like to go play games or to go for a run or whatever. And during the week, it's like, okay, I got to knock out the run quick so I can get to work and, you know, that kind of thing. So having these virtual races to look forward to helps give me the event on the calendar to, fo to focus on, to focus on. And that's sort of the thing that I need. Additionally, having the weekly long runs to look forward to means during the week, I'm less likely to put on the quarantine 15 because I know I'm going to get outdoors every day for a power walk while I listen to a podcast or then I or I'm going to go for a high mileage hitter bright and early on Saturday or Sunday or I know I'm going to knock out weights this day. You know, it just kind of helps me stay on the straight and narrow. Living a healthy and fit lifestyle is all about finding what helps you stay motivated and focused. I know that I'm the sort of person who was always looking forward to the next thing on the calendar. So finding a virtual running club with constantly changing daily activities and weekly races helps give me the variety I need to motivate myself to go out and pound the pavement. 
I benefit from having various short-term attainable goals right in front of me. And I know if I'm focused on something, it doesn't matter if I wake up before the sun, because as long as the weather is good, I know I'm going to get out and knock out my daily runs because I want to see the event checked off in my virtual running club dashboard. And I like seeing that completion. That's the gamer in me. Even though I'm nowhere near the top of them, I'm also a pretty big fan of seeing my place on the leaderboards once the weekly races wrap up. The point is, and what I'm trying to illustrate is, I know what motivates me. While it's very easy to say, wake up earlier and log a bunch of miles and yada yada yada, I know that's not the sort of thing that's going to maintain my interest, much less keep me actively engaged. I lay out to you, runner, the concept of short-term fitness challenges and the virtual races I'm a big fan of, not to say this is the best thing you can do, but to demonstrate my rationale behind them and illustrate what works for me. Maybe you aren't the kind of person who needs firm dates on a calendar, and the idea of signing up for a bunch of virtual challenges you need to knock out sounds complicated or makes you feel like there are just more things you need to do. That's all fine. It's important to realize what makes us tick so we can set ourselves up for success. There isn't some blanket, one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to cultivating your personal marathon mindset. In the past, I've been dismissive of fitness challenges and virtual races for a multitude of reasons, and I never really wanted to participate in them. However, that doesn't mean they aren't valuable. Different individuals are inspired in different ways. And if jumping headfirst into a fitness challenge where you're posting each day about the different workouts you're taking on is the spark which lights the fire inside of you, then by all means get involved. If you just want to be on your own and start the day off with a win, you can force yourself to wake up early and knock out a gain session before the sun is up. And maybe that's the catalyst you need to make healthy decisions for the rest of the day. That could be a simple one challenge or a one rule challenge. Hey, as soon as I wake up, I'm working out. Doesn't matter what the workout is. Try different things out, whether that be a specific workout plan, signing up for a virtual running club and diving into activities, joining a fitness challenge and trying something new to get you out of your comfort zone. Find different things to help you find what works for you especially now, as we're operating in the age of social distancing, maybe you want to give someone close a daily call to check in like that Parks and Rec special on NBC, and you use the time before or after that as your scheduled workout time. It's all about finding what works for you. And as long as you're getting out there, pounding the pavement, logging miles, and making healthy decisions, you're living on the road to Gainesville, and that's what it's all about. I appreciate you spending some time with me today, and I hope you're seeing what I see, that truly anyone can run. We drop episodes as I come up with ideas for them, so while we don't have a set schedule, they pretty much always release on a Monday, so make sure you smash that subscribe button. If you've ever got questions or ideas for a topic you'd like covered in a future episode, which, uh, you know, may speed up our release schedule, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at anyonecanrunpod. I know I mentioned it at the top of our episode and a couple times throughout the course of it, but this month, for the month of May, we are doing a St. Jude fundraiser over at twitch.tv slash truebros. And like I said, it runs until the end of the month. 
And just so you know, the Twitch gym is open weeknights at 6 p.m. Central Time. And if you're able to help us raise money to flex on cancer for the children of St. Jude, just click the link in my Twitter or Instagram bio. You'll get taken to that donation page, and we appreciate your time and attention. If you enjoy Anyone Can Run, notify a fellow runner or someone who wants to kick off their journey on the road to Gainesville so we can all help one another reach our goal of living a healthy and fit lifestyle. It also helps when you leave a quick rating and review in your podcast app of choice to help us reach our goal of dominating the charts. Like Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Anyone Can Run podcast. And if you did, don't forget to pound that subscribe button. If you didn't enjoy it well, you get what you pay for. And regardless, I look forward to seeing you on the road to Gainesville.